ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back. Another edition of Causeway Kings, as always, your friend Ben at the helm and co-piloting as always. We got Adam Clancy coming off of a uh, fresh beating from the old doctors. Clancy, how you feeling? Uh, I feel like I got run over by a fucking Mack truck, but you know what? Being on this podcast with this absolute crew of fucking beauties is probably the best medicine any human being could ask for. Whoop, whoop. Um, you know, we got Chigasol back, who I've been friends with for 10 plus years and found out some info this evening, which is, thank fucking God I'm sitting down because I never would have been able to recover from what he told me. I'm just fucking psyched to be back with the boys, excited for what we're going to be talking about with the uh, NHL playoffs coming up starting tomorrow, motherfuckers. Yeah. Let's go, baby. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Way to segue that one, and Chiggs, welcome to the party, buddy. As always, <coughs> Coach Chigasola here. And what's the news he's talking about? Uh, we can get into it a little bit later, but, you know, just very happy to be here. Uh, looking forward to it. Glad to see that the pain medicine and uh, Bud Lights have kicked in for Adam Clancy's vocabulary tonight. And uh, oh, I think it's too. definitely that whatever number show this is, this might be a memorable one. This this one might be downloaded and saved. So, Ooh. you know, I'm ready to get after it with you boys. I think, <laughs> Benny, I think we should record this video-wise and get some video up on the old Instagram page. What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts on the Instagram page? I think we should do anything we can to get the Instagram page going. That's for sure. Well, then sure. let's get some fucking video up there then, motherfucker. <laughs> Well, let's We're go. Off and, We're there off we and go. Running. We're off and running. Also joining us because uh, three is never enough. It's Merrill Marshall joining us as well. How are you, bud? Can't wait to break down all the uh, playoff matchups. Obviously, starting with the Bruins and uh, Carolina Hurricanes tomorrow night. Uh, glad to be here, boys. It's gonna be a fun one. Oh yeah, playoff time indeed. And Beacon joins us. Anyone else feel that enthusiasm for Merrill? Watch out. Wubba, wubba, wubba. I kept it to zero <laughs> squares. I'm sorry. There'll be more squares, though. Don't worry. All swears, X's, and O's. It's B-Con. Yeah, you're uh, fifth man in tonight. Maybe five tonight. Look at that. It's a full house. What's up, B-Con? How are my fellow Caniacs doing, boys? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yes. Getting ready for a fun series with the Hurricanes. Um, it's going to be tough. Obviously, we all know Carolina outscored Boston, I think, 18 to what three or something on the season 16 to, to one effect. 16 to one 16 Ugh. 16 to one oh even worse so even less goes for us but uh anyway uh i think uh they have a shot still you got a weak goaltending situation going on over there they carolina's missing their top two so i give them a sniff but it's gonna be a tough series coming up Indeed, indeed. Before we even touch that, let's uh, just make sure we make mention of the other matchups in the Eastern Conference. We'll get to the Western Conference a little bit later on, but uh, I want to hear some opinions on this. We were talking a little bit on it off air. Of course, the Bruins and the Hurricanes going at it, but the Florida Panthers and the Washington Capitals are going to get set to square off. They'll be on Tuesday, May 3rd for Game 1, and I believe it's going to be... Is it in Florida or in Washington? I'm not sure. It oh, it's in Florida. Florida. I would imagine the ice. higher seed. Yeah, of course. So, uh, real quick, roll around the horn. Let's see. Uh, I think Florida's got that one. Clance, what about you? I agree with you, Benny. I, I think Florida's going to take it in six. Ooh. I, I think that's my thought. I'm going to go with six. Um, I know it, uh, Capitals came out today saying Ovechkin's going to be ready for the, the playoff opener against the Panthers. Um, he's obviously a, a huge, huge part of their their offensive um, department. But I think Florida is just way too strong from top to bottom, all 60 in net. I mean, 
even if Bobrovsky has a, uh, an off night, you still have Spencer Knight, a first-round pick, who's been lights out when he's played. Um, I just think Florida overall has a much better team, top to bottom, uh, all four lines, all six deep pairs, the two goalies. I, I see Florida taking it in six. I dig it. I dig it. Beacon, your hit? Uh, I'm going to say Florida in six as well. I just think they have much more talent. I think Washington can steal a game or two here or there, but if I'm picking the team to win a series, I'm going with one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. Florida has been that all season long. Florida in six. Truth. Chiggs, how about you? Personally, I'm going with Florida. Um, I think the chemistry and everything of Washington was affected after you had players like Kuznetsov and other players worry about other things instead of hockey. So I don't think they have enough to do uh, what needs to be done. So I'm going to go with Florida and actually five. All right, Marshall, your uh, fresh sweep take on that one, if you will, uh, Florida, Washington. I'm not predicted a sweep, um, but I do think that Florida is going to take it. Um, same as uh, Beacon and uh, Clance have said, six games. Just think Florida has just got the stronger team um, top to bottom. Um, you know, I would normally think maybe if Washington's goalie situation was a little more settled that that I would uh, give them a chance. But, I mean, I'm just not sure their goaltending situation. Um, oh, you also got – Ovechkin injured, you know, I know he's playing, but he's, he's clearly not going to be a hundred percent. And even still, like, even though I, I kind of wonder about Bobrovsky and net um, because he tries to make every save, like an amazing save instead of just stopping the puck, even if he falters, I still think Spencer Knight will be a solid uh, replacement in net. So I think uh, Florida is going to take it in six games. Unreal. Actually, do you do you mind if I piggyback off that for a second? Go for it, Go buddy. Since since we're going off the rails here, do we want to make a bet or do we want to put money on it that this is Bobrovsky's last time playing in Florida? Ooh. Ooh. I wouldn't be surprised. Wow. I wouldn't be surprised either. But you have to also look at it. What is team out there is going to take on that contract? The Seattle Kraken. You think the Seattle Kraken will pay him ten million dollars a year like Florida is? Well, who else are they paying? Ryan Donato. Well, like how much is Grubar making? Just out of curiosity, I think he's like five. I thought he was million, five, five and a half, maybe. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm not saying they still wouldn't do it. I'm just, I'm just wondering. I'm just trying to get a. Get, I mean, they'll probably move Grubar out because I, I think well, they. I was going to say if, if if they move Grubauer and whatever team he goes to takes on his full contract, then I could see them bringing in Bobrovsky to and paying him the ten million a year that he's making now. Grubauer could go to a team like Edmonton if they falter, which I think they might in the playoffs again, because I don't believe in Mike Smith. That could be a landing spot for Grubauer. That would be big if that's the case. That's for sure. I I think if Spencer Knight gets in one game, it's the end of Grubowski. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if Spencer Knight gets in for a game and he's lights out and only lets up one or two or even has a fucking shutout, then – you know why they're celebrating Bobrovsky should be in a stall packing up his gear. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, know? you never know. I mean, Florida takes a couple of penalties. I'm not saying I, I still think they'll win, but I mean, that, that Washington team still got a ton of talent on that power play. They could light them up for a couple. Very true. Very true. Yeah. But at the same time, what do you get? Three, maybe four power plays a game. Yeah. It's less in the playoffs. Yeah. You I know. Score, I still think score maybe 25% of it. So you're only getting one maybe two power play goals a game. Yeah. And and those basically, those come from Ovechkin. And without without Ovechkin being 
I yeah. personally just don't think that the offensive threat is going to be there. I mean, okay, you have Backstrom, who just does nothing but feed the puck to Ovechkin. Yeah, he's not Tom a shooter. Will- Tom Wilson, I just don't see him putting up a point at, pointed to a game in the playoffs. Maybe like three or four penalties a game, absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, I just don't think they have the depth that th- that Florida has to just no. go out and take a series. I mean, like like Vicon said, maybe give him a game or two, but I'd say six games max for this series. I yeah, I I, I agree I totally. Like the fact of the matter, I feel like Florida and Carolina are very similar. Is that they just come at you in fucking waves? It's just like there's no break. There's no like you say. Well, their third or fourth lines are kind of eh. They're just coming at you, pouring over the boards. They just have you on the run all game. They wear you down. I mean, yeah. That that that's simply that's their game. There's no flashiness to them. There's no, you know, there's no stars. It's just more of like everyone just playing together and doing what it takes and and winning games. I mean, they're they're uh, my personal opinion. They're my pick to win it all this year. Yeah, they're very solid pick. Sam Reinhardt, eighty-two points, by the way. Holy shit! Wow. Are we talking about the Florida Panthers as your pick, Clancy? Yep. So. The only thing that bothers me with that, I think it, I think they have the talent, but they remind me of the teams that need to lose in order to learn how to win. So I could totally see them doing okay. People like Huberto, Huberto had a great series last year. He actually did really well in the playoffs, but are the other guys going to step up? That's the thing is they've been so dominant this year, <clears throat> but we've seen it before with like the Bruins in 2010. They didn't have enough to get it done, and they had to learn how to lose in order to win. So I could totally see that type of a scenario happening. I I completely agree with you, but at the same time, it's like I feel like Florida has lost enough in the past to to realize what they need to do to win. And then when you add someone in their you know in your lineup like a Claude Giroux, which basically does everything you need a, a forward to do. He can score, he can play win faceoffs, play defense, like I, I feel like that is part of the missing link they needed to go on and win it. Obviously, being a Bruins fan, I would love to see Boston win it, but I just don't see that happening this year. Um, I just think Florida is just too dangerous. You know, if, the, I, if, the Bruins, if the Bruins win the Stanley Cup, I'm taking everybody out to Cielos. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks, wow. on Causeway Kings. Well, you know, let's see big, how Big is. fucking spender we have there. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll listen take it. on. They have Taco Tuesdays. It's two dollar tacos. I can arrange it. Be great. Have a couple tee shots, and you know we're off and running. <laughs> Taco tee shots. Got it. I do. I do. Let Let's see how their D holds up. I mean, I still think they'll win the series, but you know how healthy is Zach Vlad going in? And um, you know, it, I'm not sold on their D, but I mean, when you score like that, I mean, their their forwards are absolutely ridiculous. Between Barkov, Huberto. And uh, Reinhardt, I mean, that they're, you know, three of the top forwards in the game. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. going to be for quite some time on top of that, matter of fact. But then again, it, it's playoff hockey, and you just – you never know anything can happen. The only the only chance Wa- – Washington has to turn it into a slog. They, they've got to – you know, Tom Wilson's got to be running around doing Tom Wilson things, not getting suspended, though. They just got to use their size and try and turn it into a grind. You know, well, actually, if, if Tom Walsh and hurts one, if Tom Wilson hurts one of their players, then it's a game. Right. No, yeah. no doubt. Let's be honest. If Tom Wilson comes across and kills 
Huberto and you don't have a Huberto in the playoffs after the year he's had, or uh, uh, what's Barkoff. the Ford's name from uh, not Barkoff. He won't get hurt. The kid from Buffalo. Reinhardt. Reinhardt. Reinhardt so yeah. He takes, he takes one of those guys out of the game. Tom Wilson's the X factor. That's what yep. a guy like that brings in the playoffs. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, do you remember when the Bruins got knocked out? And I think it was the Canes had a guy named like Walker. Yep. Scott Walker, Walker was their tough yep. guy. Scott Walker, and yep. he ended up, who did he sucker punch? Seidenberg? Aaron and it turned Ward. The whole, Aaron Ward. It turned the whole series. We were supposed to win that. And then you turn around and Carolina ends up sneaking in. So, I mean, if Tom Wilson has a great series, this is going to be a lot closer. Or Krejci yeah. getting taken out by Mike Richards. Remember that? Oh, I don't even get uh, going yeah. on that. Don't want to talk about it. Sorry. Chiggs needs another <laughs> tee shot now. Good job. I, honestly, I wasn't trying to be the Krejci thing because I know you like Krejci. I was just thinking like impact injury that changed the series kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> he wants to confather his children. Uh, that too. But at the end of the day. <laughs> they're, they're good. Yeah. But hey, let's be honest. <laughs> the Bruins the Bruins somehow had Krejci as their second line center. And you had Eric Halla on the third line with Coyle. You can't tell me that that team's not a Stanley Cup contender just because of that alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, oh, I, Chiggs, I agree with you on that. Year. But looking, looking at that third line, like you just said, you have Halla with, with Coyle. Who do you have play center? Coyle or Halla? Right now, I, I go with whoever's hot. You go with Halla. Halla's been killing it. Yeah, I think Coyle has a better face-off percentage than Halla right now, though. Probably, but I do I do think another thing, I think that uh, this is a little bit of insider info for you for fun. Um, if the Bruins never took pasta and put him on a line with Taylor Hall, uh, that is the rumor of what put Krejci over the edge to not want to come back. Oh, I yeah, that was the report out of the uh, out of the uh, Czech Republic. Um, you know, he had that, you know, he, it was through a translator, but yeah. Uh, no, down, that's like I've heard that from multiple people that he was considering coming back. But after all the years of what he did for the Bruins to watch a guy finally get put down on the second line and he wasn't there, it really pissed him off. Yeah. So, you know, I oh. think it also feeds into here, here's another thing. Like, I know we're kind of flip flopping topics, but I, I don't think there's guys in that room that are totally crazy about Bruce Cassidy. That's just my opinion. It's not even just the Jake DeBrus thing. I just, I don't know. That's just something, that's just kind of the 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 trade wind I feel. You know? Well, have you ever read, have you ever read how Bruce Cassidy lost the locker room in Washington? His first oh my God, around? did you ever hear the Bates Battaglia spitting chiclets? Yes, it's unbelievable. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Call, oh, call totally. it, calling out NHL players for wanting to hang out with their kids on a day off. Yeah, that's. There was a reason why he went a long time before getting another coaching job. He went like 15 years. There was a reason why. And uh, yeah, base Battaglia, you know, that, that whole Washington situation, how it ended, uh, he, he didn't have many friends uh, on the Capitals during the early 2000s, that's for sure. Some informed information here on the Causeway Hello. Kings. Brecon, you love informed information. <laughs> Good talk, buddy. This broadcast has been brought to you by T-Mobile. <laughs> you said this podcast has hey, been dropped by hey, T-Mobile. Can we, can we, I, 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 he came on record. 
Moving right along, we are going to go over to the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is going to be a shit show. Uh, Tampa in five, I think. I mean, I, I think Tampa is going to absolutely wipe the floor with uh, Toronto. I, I think uh, Toronto suspect goaltending. I think Tampa is uh, – this is their time of year. They've uh, – they're playoff hardened. They've got the best goaltender in the world or one of. And um, I just think uh, – I, I just think Toronto um, is still going to have the same problem is that they're not going to – they, they don't defend well enough. They don't play playoff hockey. And um, and I, I think uh, Tampa is going to clog the neutral zone and neutralize that speed. And, um, you know, you're going to have – you know, you're going to, they're going to, Tampa's going to crank it up and you're going to have Hedman and McDonough and Sergachev play, you know, half the game. So, I mean, in Chernak too. So those four guys are probably going to play three quarters, half the three quarters of the game. So good luck, Toronto. I'm going with, I'm going with uh, Tampa in five as well. Um, I, I don't, you know, hats off to Matthews for having an unbelievable regular season, 60 Absolutely. goals. 100 plus points, you know, Marna having a great season, Neyland having a great season, like great individual seasons by several guys on the team. But when it comes to playoff hockey, as, as a former player and Chase, as you know, as a former player in Maryland, you, it takes a team to win a series, yep. right? And, and to win a playoff game. If you look at the Maple Leafs track record, they, they in the last few years, they've had phenomenal regular seasons. Going in the playoffs, everyone's like, oh, you got to watch out for Toronto, Matthews, Marner, this, that, so-and-so. But come playoffs, they always shit the bed because it takes a team to win a playoff series, not three guys. You know, and Matthews and Marner can go out and score two, three goals each a game. But if you don't have someone between the pipes that can stop the other team from scoring, you know, four, five, six goals a game, then you're never going to win a game. I just I don't see Toronto ever making it past the first round until they actually realize that holy shit it really does take more than four guys on a 25 man roster to win a playoff game. You know, it's it just I I see I see Tampa taking it. Hell, maybe even a sweep four games, but five games at the max. I I just don't see Toronto doing anything. But Clance, don't you know they have at least four players making fifty billion dollars each? Yeah, good, good for them. And then you know what? They can fucking buy themselves a nice vacation when they get knocked out in the first round in two weeks. You know, I I think the misstep was when they um they signed Tavares, and that was a nice story for them, bringing back the hometown kid. But they really needed to go out and get a guy like an Alex Petrangelo. Like honestly, in my opinion, they should have kept. Um, Nazem Kadri, they, they could have paid him less than what they paid Tavares, and they should have got, took, took the Tavares money, gone out and got Petrangelo um, and tried to solidify that D. Because we have seen Frederick Anderson, if you actually play responsible defensive hockey, is a, is a pretty good goaltender. You know, you can't, you know, just run and gun and, and just, you know, throw caution to the wind. Um you know, it works in a regular season. You'll win games, but not in the playoffs because it's just a different game in the playoffs. And, you know, the other thing I wanted to get, like, oh, Chiggs, you could jump in here, feel free. It's like, I just feel like you also had the, the like we were talking about in the last series, like Washington, there's not going to be as many power plays. The game tightens up. There's not as many power plays. And I think 
it, it's more of a it's more of a grind and a skill game like it is in the regular season. Well, I completely agree with everything that you said. Um, the one thing that uh, for me that I want to agree with you on is the whole the game gets tighter. Austin Matthews is having the big year this year. I don't know if he's going to do anything. It was Mitch Marner having the big year the other year. Does that mean he's actually going to do anything? You know, he didn't. Um, it's funny. Uh, I forget who just brought up the John Tavares point, but looking back at that in retrospect, I think the Bruins knew something when they tried to go after John Tavares. I think that showed how uncertain they were about David Krejci's future um, and their second-line center role. So, uh, true. I don't know. The, the, the way that they built their team in Toronto, it reminds me of how the Edmonton Oilers have. Um, Toronto seems to have always gone after the best player, not necessarily what makes your team good. You know, after Morgan Riley, who do they have on defense? I, I you know, and, and Morgan Riley's not a shutdown defenseman. Uh, looking at the series, I think Tampa takes it in seven. I think that Toronto will finally fight back, but I mean, Tampa has the better goalie. Tampa has a better hockey team overall. Tampa's won it before. They have the veterans that know how to do it. And I also think that when you look at the markets, if Tampa loses, there's who cares? It's not going to be on front page news. If Toronto loses, oh my God, it's going to be, you know, we got to do this. We got to do that. And I, I said this last year, every year, the Maple Leafs get worse. So they don't have Hyman this year. The year before that, they, I forget who it was, but every year they lose a piece to their puzzle. So, I mean, every year that ticks off, they're closer to being irrelevant in my eyes. It was Kadri. Kadri was their third line center the first year. I think they still had Kadri when they got Tavares that first year. Um, but like you said, like there's so many questions with the Maple Leafs, like Mark Giordano, how's he going to hold up at 37? Um, Jake Muzzin coming off, you know, has had an injury played couple years, you know, and Jack Campbell in net. I mean, the last we saw of Jack Campbell in prominence was uh, was them blowing it to the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Now, it wasn't on him, in my opinion. Um, they didn't play well in front of him, but like. It, it to me, it's it's also not only just about how they're playing and their style, but like who who is like a second third line guy is going to step up, and who's like a second pair D who's going to make an impact for them. Like I don't think they have guys that are really capable of that. I mean, you know, maybe Tavares, but I mean, he was a minus eight this year, which was kind of surprising. So for all the goals they scored, so you know, I, I just it's not a great matchup for the Leafs. Um, the, o- overall, you know, I, if I was a Leafs fan, honestly, I'd rather take my chances with the Bruins. As crazy as that to say, I, I don't, I don't think this is a good matchup for them. No, I, I agree with both. Uh, you know, change what you said, and Merrill, what you said. You know, it, it's kind of like I know it's corny to like reference, but you know, being hockey guys, you guys have all seen the movie Miracle, and you know, they're going through the whole evaluation process of picking players for the the Olympic team and. You know, I think it was like day one or maybe day two of tryouts and Herb Brooks and Craig Patrick are up in the, you know, the media bin box, whatever. And Craig Patrick was always like, well, Coach Brooks gave him like a list of players. And Craig Patrick says like, you know, Herb, like, what are you doing? This is, you know, you don't even have some of the best players on here. And Herb looks at him and says, I'm not looking for the best players, Craig. I'm looking for the right players. 
So, like, you know, you guys referenced, like, yeah, Toronto's gone out and they got some of the best players in the league, what you know, ever on their team with Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares. But, like, are they truly the right players to take you to that next level to get you to a Stanley Cup final? Absolutely not. They're, they're just not. I mean, I don't. I just don't see it. I, I really don't. I mean, okay, Matthews, great, 106 points. What's his What's his track record for playoff points? I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it, especially against a team like Tampa. Um, you know, just on a, like a points per game percentage, he has 457 points in 407 career games in the playoffs. In 32 career games, Matthews has 24 points. So he's over a point a game in the regular season. And I mean, he's like a 0.75 in the playoffs. And that's a, you know, that's a drop, you know, and, and, you know, look at, let's just look at Marner too. Marner is over a point a game regular season guy in the playoffs. He's got 25 points in 32 games and he hasn't scored a goal since the 2019 Stanley cup playoffs. So, I mean, there you go. Yikes, a Rooney! But it's going to be a long road in Toronto. That is for sure. So my my pick on that series is is Tampa in four, maybe five. Yeah, I, in the bracket challenge, I picked Tampa in five. I dig that. I would assume the same, and uh, Chiggs, I'm sure, would say the same as well. Tampa Bay in four, or at least five, against Toronto. Chiggs, you think Maybe that's about a fair bet? Uh, I think that it's going to go to seven. Ooh, seven. Think For me, I, put think, up a fight? I, I, I do think it's, it's, it's either Marner, uh, Tavares or uh, Matthews is going to go off. I think it's one of them. They're bound. It's, they're just so talented. One of them's bound to go off. So um, I could totally see them forcing seven. Wow. Well, there's a take for the day, kids. Note that one down. 9.06 at night here, <laughs> a Sunday night, before we get ready for playoff hockey. All right. Well, consensus says Tampa Bay over Toronto. Uh, one more matchup not Bruins-related here on the East Coast, the New York Rangers and the Pittsburgh Penguins. This one, I got to tell you, I kind of hope they beat the snot out of each other and then both of them somehow lose. I <laughs> I look at this series and I see this series going seven games easily. I, I really do. I mean, Rangers are, are very dangerous. They, they've got solid, solid goaltending. Um, obviously everyone knows Pittsburgh. You got Malkin Crosby. I think Crosby just had like his eighth or ninth, like 30 plus goal season. Um, uh, they're, they're strong in net, but I mean, I, I, I feel like the, the difference is, is their goalies, have more of a track record of injuries than the Rangers goalies. Um, they have playoff experience as well, where, you know, the Rangers goalies are younger and don't really have a ton of playoff experience. But again, it's both teams are very dangerous. I see this going seven games, but in the end, I go with the veterans and the experience. I go with Pittsburgh and seven. I, I actually think that Toronto, uh, not Toronto, the Rangers have the goalie. I think that he's shown this year that he has the ability to, to, to save the pucks when needed. And I think he's got a swagger to him. The last time I saw something like this was um, uh, Jordan Bennington 
in St. Louis, you know, like waving at the other team after the New York Rangers beat them, like stuff like that. I love seeing that out of a goalie. So I actually think the Rangers will win this in six. Um, I think that, you know, since we're this podcast has definitely gone off the rails multiple times. And I'm just, I think this is the last time you see Malkin and Crosby on a team together. Oh, no doubt. That's got to be the case. There's no way. I agree. That's I don't, see Mal- I don't see Malkin sticking around. I see Malkin going somewhere else or going back to Russia. It's not like he hasn't already won a couple of cups, made a career out of it, you know? Go down to one of the Pittsburgh legends. I don't think he needs the money. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Merrill, what do you think? Well, you know, I think a thing that looms large in this series is uh, the Tristan Jari injury. You know, just last time I looked, um, Jari, they haven't ruled him out for the series, but he's um, definitely going to be out the first few games. And um, I think you got Casey DeSmith in net uh, with Louis Domingue backing him up. DeSmith is uh, unproven, uh, to say the least. Um, I believe he's played in, uh, he has not played in the playoffs. All right. Even better. So, um, you know, I, I just look at the Rangers. I mean, they're coming in the healthier team. Um, uh, Sturkin is just, um, he's going to win the Vesna. I mean, he's just on an absolute heater. Um, and one thing I, I don't totally, um, discount is that he's an older goalie, He's, he's also played, um, he's had, you know, playoff runs in the KHL. I believe he's won a, a Gagarin Cup. So it's not the same as the NHL playoffs, but I don't think he's going to be rattled um, when they do go into Pittsburgh and the, you know, the fans in Pittsburgh are screaming. And, and I think he's going to, I think he's going to be up to the challenge. And um, I just think also the additions the Rangers made at the deadline um, have just given them a lot of confidence, you know, um, between cop, you know, they brought in uh, Frank Vetrano, who um, is worked well in the lineup as far as being a shooter on that second or third line. I forget which exact line he's playing on, but I just, um, you know, I, I just think they're playing well. Um, and I think they're a dangerous team. And I think New York ultimately takes it in, in six. Rangers in six. Clance, you agree? I, I say Pittsburgh in seven. I think they, they have the veteran leadership out there. They, I mean, you got Crosby, who's obviously going to go down as one of the greatest players ever to play the game. Um, he's won cups. Like, he knows what it takes to win. And I think he has the leadership to to teach, you know, obviously to show these guys and the rest of the team on what it takes to win a Stanley Cup playoffs and go to the cup. I, I, I see Pittsburgh in seven. I think it's going to be an absolute bloodbath of a series, which is going to be great. Um and, and a little bias against Pittsburgh because, you know, they got local boy um, Brian Boyle from Hingham, Mass, as their third or fourth line center, who I, 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 you know, love the way he plays, love him as a person, just an all-around genuine, amazing human being. And I would love to see him go deep into the playoffs and make a, a solid cup run. But um, overall, I, I, again, I see Pittsburgh in seven. Sounds about right, honestly. I'm going to hold out. I'm going to say Rangers in game seven, just because I'm going to chigs on this one. I like the goalie swagger on that one. Shesterkin's got something going right now, and uh, the Rangers are going to ride that as long as they can. He might be young, but he's crazy. And as we've seen in the past, sometimes it's all it takes. Uh, moving right along into the Western Conference here now. Let's get this one. Here's a uh, an egg beater for you. The Colorado Avalanche and the Nashville Predators. Colorado in four. Yep. 
Agreed. And there, there's no if ands buts about it. Colorado is deadly. Colorado is dangerous. They are just the team to. They're the best team in the in the in the playoffs right now, in my in my opinion. And I don't see Nashville being able to hold their jockstrap or, or tape their sticks for them the right way to win a game. No, not even close. Couldn't agree. Yeah, more. they got. So oh, go my ahead. my pick, Colorado and four. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Colorado is just on an absolute heater right now, and I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Saros injured for, uh, for, uh, for the uh, Predators? I mean, I, I, I believe he's injured or he's banged up. He's injured um, or questionable for the opening round, I believe. Yeah, he yeah. got hurt. He got hurt like the second to last game of the season. I mean, that's. That's a tough life to live right there when you're going in to face a team that's just been on an absolute uh, – it's an absolute wagon. I mean, I know Roman Yossi's had an amazing year, but, um, you know, I, I just think that, that Colorado is just on a, on a mission. Um, I mean, Nathan McKinnon said it as such after they were eliminated last year, um, and I just think they have a renewed focus. And, you know, it's funny how um, – Earlier, Chiggs alluded to a teams teams that have to lose before they learn how to win. I think Colorado is like definitely that kind of team. Um, so I mean, you, you know, would I be would I be shocked if Nashville maybe won a game? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they might win a game, but I I just think that just the we talked about the wave that Colorado uh, that Carolina and Florida can come at you with that wave of, of just talent pouring over the boards for Colorado is just, uh, is just ridiculous. I mean, you know, you got, you know, you, you got McKinnon, Kadri, and uh, the kid, uh, Alex Newhooks had a great year. Like th- those are their three centers and obviously <laughs> McCarr, which was just redefined how to play defenseman in the NHL. It just, I don't know how Nashville can compete with that over the, and, and try and win, uh, you know, four games against Colorado. Um, I definitely think it's going to be a sweep. Uh, I I don't see anybody beating this team. Uh, the only way this team loses is uh, if somebody gets hurt. Um, you know, they they have a lot of battle tested people. So uh, I think their their probably weakest point is their goaltending. It's just you have so many guys that are a plus. I mean. People have always talked about Crosby, but McKinnon isn't really that far off from how good Crosby is. If McKinnon oh. was in a better market, you, you, you would have heard him. If, if McKinnon was in like a Philly, if McKinnon was in like a Pittsburgh or Rangers, uh, you know, like you'd be seeing highlights of this guy every night and, and he's only getting better. So um, I, I think it's going to be a sweep for the Avalanche. I think we're all in agreement on this one. Colorado in as many as they'd like it to be. <laughs> basically <laughs> sounds about Feels right inside. uh all right here's a good one this is going to be an absolute bloodbath no matter who what when why or where i don't care the minnesota wild are playoff bound baby and they have drawn the st louis blues who wants this one first i'm gonna let merrill take the first one <laughs> well because uh i have been looking this is the series that i have been looking forward to just other than the kings and bruins this uh this series for me has been circle starred um and and just uh highlighted i mean these teams are both tough physical big teams 
that beat the shit out of you, you know, below the goal line on the four check, they make the in neutral zone a slog. Um, in the in looking at it, I mean, how they match up. Um, I like because because of the uh, and solely really because of the injury to Marcus Felino. I think that's a big injury right before the playoffs. Um, he got hit knee on knee in the last game or the second to last game of the season. I think St. Louis will take it in seven um, based on their experience. Um, but I think it's going to be an absolute just bloodbath. I mean, I, I think you're going to see old time hockey here. If you like old time hockey, this is the series for you. You know, that I, you know, you're going to see, you're going to see fights. You're going to see a lot of hatred and, you know, they play in their division, obviously. Um, but I, I give uh, St. Louis the edge in this series uh, based on the Felino injury uh, goaltending and just overall, uh, overall experience and depth, but it's not going to be, I mean, if Minnesota won this series, it wouldn't surprise me. I think it gets to game seven and it's a coin flip and it, maybe it's whoever's healthier. It could come down to that. That is absolutely true. Losing Foligno on that team was a big hit, but is that going to motivate them or is that going to break them to be seen? I guess Clance. Um, I'm going to go with St. Louis in seven. Uh, I, I look at these two teams and I, I, I truly feel like they're, they're very similar in styles of play and skill wise and depth wise. In the end, I think it's going to come down to goaltending where you have, you know, Biddington who's been a, 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 in this, you know, predicament before going on winning a cup. And then, but then you also look at Minnesota, you have Talbot who was an all-star. Great goalie and Flurry, who's won at what three cups? Yes. So, so I I look at these teams and and with you know Minnesota maybe has a little more skill. You know, you got Kiprasov up there, who's an elite elite player in the league, no doubt about it. But St. Louis has that depth. They have that veteran leadership. They've won a cup. Like they know what it takes to win. But Again, Minnesota is a, a big, tough, rugged team. Again, not having Felino, that that's going to hurt. But I, to win this series, I'm going to go with St. Louis in seven, and it's going to be because of goaltending. Yep, Chigs, you're up, buddy. St. Louis, um, Minnesota. For me, for me, I actually think this is going to be a slaughter. Um, I think St. Louis is going to win it in five. Um, and. Uh, are we swearing this podcast, Clancy? I just want to double check. <laughs> um, so this one, this is this is the Vladimir Tarasenko fuck you tour this year. And this is a guy that was left unprotected. Nobody wanted him. And all that he's done this year is put up 82 points. But if you look at the St. Louis Blues roster, Tarasenko, 82 points. Robert Thomas, 77. Buchnevich, 76. Jordan Carew. 75, Ivan Barbashev, 60, Ryan O'Reilly, 58, Braden Shen, 58, David Perron, 57, Brandon Saad, 49. Are you kidding me? That's their top seven. So you have seven forwards that will give Brandon Saad 49 points. Seven forwards had 49 points or more. Like, yeah. and then if, you know, I, I consider the goaltending a wash, but then you have Justin Falk and Tori Krug. They, one of them put up 47 points. The other one put up 43. I think they're, I think they're a very deadly team. I think they're like uh, very sneakily a wagon. And 
for me, are they going to go with Jordan Bennington or this new kid, Husso or Husso? Husso actually played more games. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know how to say it. So he played more games, had better save percentage. Um, he had a better goals against average and he had more minutes. So it's kind of like, I, I don't know. I think that this team just depth wise, when you look at all that scoring, if you have seven guys that had over 50 points, that's, that's a team where if you lose somebody, you can still keep going. Um, I don't think Minnesota comes close. I think it'll be cool to see uh, uh, Carell the thrill out there doing his thing. But I think that, I think that St. Louis is going to smush him. It's going to be a big one. And I got to hey, get Paranko too. Like, you know what I mean? Like he, he's a, he's a fucking monster on the back end too. Like you know, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a fun series. I mean, I would be disappointed if it goes, if it only goes like five games, I, I'd like, I want to see these, these teams, uh, these two beat the shit out of each other. Um, I mean, ultimately I think either one of them will probably be a sacrificial lamb to Colorado, but um, yeah, it should be. I, I mean, I think it's going to be a fun series. I think there's going to be definitely some bad blood. Bad blood to well, say if, the least. And, and name, name another forward out there that can shut down a player like McKinnon. I'd love to see St. Louis play Colorado and see if Ryan O'Reilly can kind of find that, you know, fountain of youth and try to shut them down the way he did the Bruins. Yeah, yeah, catch him first. <laughs> uh, yes, he does. He definitely has to catch him. You got to be able to catch him to stop him. Truth. Well, McKinnon's got to skate with his head up though. He he pulls a he pulls a, a move like he did against the Bruins and he gets caught with his head down. Um, you know, it's good night, Irene. So TBD, we'll shall yeah. see. That's for sure. Uh, I think we're all in agreement. This is going to be a good one, no matter what. Uh, three more matchups to cover, and then we're going to call it a night on this one, boys. And the Bruins, are we're holding for last, just in case anyone else noticed that we did not mention them in the Eastern Conference breakdown quite yet. Uh, second to last in the Western Conference, the Calgary Flames. And the Dallas Stars. Man, oh man, the Stars burn bright tonight. Uh, yeah, but I don't think the Stars are going to burn very bright come playoff time. Probably not, no. I, I'm picking Calgary in six. Um, I just think they're, they're a much stronger team, both offensively and defensively and in net. Um, you know, Johnny Goudreau had a breakout, you know, one of his best years this year. He's unstoppable. Luch is an absolute freight train out there. Did anyone see the hit that he threw like a week or two ago yep. in uh, against Nashville? Uh, Duchesne was yes. planted was into Duchesne, the boys. Duchesne, yes, Duchesne. And the best part was Luch buries him with a perfectly good, clean check on the board. And then uh, Nashville came over. I forget who it was. Borakovsky was like trying to stop with oh, yes. Luch. And, and Luch like looked at him and was like, dude, that that's a fucking clean hit. What is wrong with you? And then like everyone came in, Luch was just kind of like, fuck this, and just started grabbing guys and throwing them. That's to me, that's playoff hockey. That's what you need to win a game. That's what you need to win a series. Luch is gonna do that all series. Goudreau's gonna bury the puck all series. Kachuk is going to take Ben out of the game. He's gonna take Sagan out of the game. He's going to get them off their game to where they can't play the way they're supposed to. I'm going Cal. I'm going Calgary in six. I can dig that. I can dig it. Jigs, what about you, buddy? What do you think? This one kind of, 
I don't know. I could see it go either way. Um, I, I don't know. I think that Calgary, Calgary has something very interesting. You have two star players that are basically putting up a hundred points that if they do well, they get massive paydays uh, and Goudreau and uh, Kachuk. So I think that that actually helps them, believe it or not. So uh, for me, I think that Calgary has a, uh, has a little bit of upper hand. I'm going to go Calgary in seven. I like it, Jiggs. I like it. I mean, you know, you, you look at Goudreau, and I think Goudreau is a UFA at the end of the season, right? Yeah, Goudreau and Kachuk are free agents. Oh, I, I don't see Kachuk being a free agent for long. I think I yeah. see Calgary locking him up long term. I see him getting 10 years, 80, 80 mil, maybe 90. Yeah, I I mean, I, I mean they, they probably would want to lock up both of them if they could. I mean – yeah, I just look at this series and, and I just see, you know, Calgary is an is another team kind of similar to the St. Louis mold and that they just come at you in waves. They're a big, strong, physical team with skill. Um, and, I, and I just think Dallas, you know, maybe that's simplistic of me, but um, I mean, they had to scratch and claw just to get into the postseason. Um, you, you know, they... Um, they really had to put it on overdrive to get in the postseason to beat out Vegas. And I just, you know, they're an old, they're a little bit of an older team. Um, and I just don't think it's a great matchup for them. I, I think maybe if they, if they had another um, face off against a team like LA, maybe it's a little dip, maybe they, they win that series, but um, you know, and you just look at the goaltending too, like, uh, Jake Ottinger is, is still a relative unknown. And, um, you know, I, I think Markstrom's having a great season. So I, I would, I would, I think, uh, Calgary's going to take it in five games. I think it's going to be a, a real close one as well, but I'm looking to see Calgary make some, uh, some fireworks here. Uh, I'm still just not on the Dallas train the way that I'm sure most Dallas fans are. Um, but I still think Calgary's got some fight in them. This is one of the best seasons they've had in a long time, too. And let's be honest, with the uncertainty of their arena situation, the fan base needs a deep playoff run, no doubt. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, stick with Luch and the boys on this one and Calgary in six. I love it, Benny. Love it. Yes, and I got to tell you, like I, I wa- I've watched a good amount of Calgary games this year, and they have actually been a very fun team to watch. You know, there you you can see a, a different look in all their players' eyes this year. That like, I feel like they're a much tighter group. Um, I I feel like they've been like that. I mean, Sutter came on as a coach. Was it last year? Uh, yeah, I think you're right on that. Yep, last season. A a year, you know, a year ago, maybe a year and a half, and since then, like they've been a lot more noticeable in the NHL. And again, Goudreau's just unreal. Um, he's a UFA at the end of the season. I don't see him being in Calgary. I see him ending up in Philly with his good friend, Kevin Hayes. That would be something. Philly needs some help right now, so that uh, that makes sense. Who knows? He needs a lot of help, and they need a coach with a clue on top yeah. of it. Yeah, right. Agreed. Uh, that might be a reason why he doesn't go to Philly, though. Could also be. You never know. Uh, two more, two more matchups to, uh, go for in this one. Final one here in the Western conference. I guess it's going to be a, uh, who's going to do good and who's going to choke kind of issue. The Edmonton Oilers and the Los Angeles Kings. I'm actually a little surprised at this one, guys. I'll be honest with you. I forgot that LA actually made it in. I thought they were 
not nearly as good as they were this season. So I kind of had to do a little double take on that one. Um, I think Ooh. Oilers got it, but Kings are uh, – they, they do have some players on them that have uh, got some kick left. Let's put it that way. Um, can I take this one first? The floor is yours. To the gentleman in the blue. I'm going with Edmonton in five. Only because I, I – the Kings are a great team. Like, you know, they made it you – know, They've been solid pretty much the second half of the season, but you have no Drew Doughty out for the season. Um, Dustin Brown announced his retirement at the end of the season after the, these playoffs. you got to imagine that's going to be a little bit of a distraction with, with some of these guys. My That's just my personal opinion. And I just don't see L.A. having the strength or the the, the defensive ability to stop a McDavid, a Dreisaitl, a Hyman, a Tyson Barry, all these elite, elite NHL players. Uh, I'm going with Edmonton in five, plain and simple. Um, to piggyback off of you, I think Edmonton takes it. Uh, losing a player like Drew Doughty uh, for the playoffs is pretty huge. Um, and I also think that this is kind of the beginning of the end. Um, for everybody in the Kings, you know, uh, that team's been together for a while, you know, Dustin Brown's been a big cog in that wheel, even though they tried to get rid of him basically a couple times, he's still like, he's been like one of the guys that has done it there. Um, so looking at it, I mean, quick is older. I mean, he had a, he had a good bounce back year, but quick is older. Then you have Kopitar's getting old. You have Doughty getting old, Dustin Brown getting old, Alexander Edler's on that team. He's on the older side. You know, they, they have a lot of guys there that uh, aren't exactly young. So I could see this is kind of like a changing of the guard, you know, um, nice. yeah. you know, Kopitar has been putting up the numbers, but uh, I, I never realized how old Doughty was. I mean, Doughty's been playing since 08. And if you look at it the last three years, 67 games played 56 now all the way down to 39 you know he he used to be i think it was five years in a row he played 82 games so i think that they have a very uh very depleted roster of a lot of older guys that you know they're they're probably gonna need a shake up at the end of this and i also think uh nick david and dry i think this is going to be a good test for them to see what they're able to do uh, you're kind of being gifted the the Kings in the first round. You're, you're not going up against a powerhouse. So hopefully they make use of that because I, I think it's good for hockey if you, the more you see those guys playing the playoffs. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, think about a young Pittsburgh for sure. That's kind of how it was when Crosby came on the scene with Malkin. They were just fixtures in the playoffs. Now a chance, like you just said, Chiggs, for Dreisaitl and McDavid to, to make it happen. And let's be honest here. The fan base, again, we've said this a few times, they need this one. They need that first-round victory so bad. I don't even know where to start. Well, I would love to see Edmonton explode if they lost. I just think, uh, like, piggyback on what what Clance and uh, Jig said, I mean, it's all lined up for them. I mean, if you listen to Rob Blake, the GM of the Kings earlier in the season, he he was surprised at how well they were doing. This was really supposed to be a, a, a rebuild for the Kings. Um, you know, and they're ahead of schedule, obviously. 
Um, but between, I mean, the Dowdy injury almost just changes the whole calculus, right? I mean, who are they going to match up with, with, um, with McDavid? I mean, they, they don't have anybody who can, who can eat those minutes. And, um, you know, it's got to be more than Kopitar, like Clance and Chiggs both said in the, in the beginning, it's a team concept. And, you know, the, the Kings have had a nice year as far as just, you know, su- you know, surprising people and, and kind of um coming out of nowhere but i mean this is a this is served up on a tray for the oilers to win this and it um it also sets up a a hell of a second round matchup with the flames um we both think or we all think so um yeah i I agree i think it's going to be the uh, oilers in five the battle of alberta would be huge for the nhl ratings yeah, so awesome for everybody. If you're and a there's fan natural of hockey, hate there too. Remember they fought each. They got a huge brawl a couple of years ago. Yep. Almost wish the Bruins and the Habs games felt like that this year. But obviously, uh, when you're sitting next to the uh, Titanic at the bottom of the Atlantic, not not quite so much for the Habs there. Um, cool. So Merrill, uh, and your your call. Who do you think Edmonton and L.A. and how many games? Oh, Oilers and Oilers and five. I, I think the Oilers. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a sweep. Um, just, you know, they're coming in healthy. Um, you know, the, you know, the, you got Jonathan quick too, has played a ton of games. Um, you know, he might be able to steal them a game, but, um, even with the kind of shaky goaltending situation in Edmonton, I don't really trust Mike Smith. I mean, they're just, they're, they have the better forwards. They have the better D they're the healthier team. I mean, there's really no excuse why Edmonton shouldn't win this series going away. I agree. I agree. All right, guys, the meat and potatoes. We saved the best for last, and y'all know what that means. We're going to talk about the hometown favorites, the Boston Bruins and the Carolina Hurricanes going at it. Game one, technically, since this is game day, by the time folks are hearing this, it's tonight at two, uh, 7 o'clock, Bruins and the Hurricanes. And uh, this one's going to be on ESPN, boys. How do you feel about the playoffs on ESPN first and foremost? And then we'll start breaking down the bees. Uh, Merrill, I know you love ESPN. That's your favorite channel, right? I hate ESPN uh, for hockey. I, I think I think they treat it like, um, you know, the redheaded stepchild uh, slash, you know, the senior playing junior varsity. Um, that's my opinion. But um yeah, you know, I, I just don't think they give hockey the coverage that it should. I mean, if you just look at how they disperse their coverage of the sports, it's, you know, it's it's whatever. It's basketball right now, you know, NFL. And you just look at even not even just how they broadcast. You just look at the shows and how much time they spend, you know, devoted to their talk shows on it. There's no talk of hockey. I think maybe there's a show once a week on, if that. might not even be that, so... I mean, I just think that this was a horrible deal. Um, it might be more money per se, but I just felt like NBC treated it like an actual sport. Like they gave it, um, you, you know, they gave it the reverence that it deserved in, in, as a feature sport, unlike ESPN, where it's just like another page in their portfolio next to mixed martial arts. It's going to be a tough series, but I'm going to go with the Bs and seven. Um <laughs> What was that, Chase? Your lawnmower breaking on you? No, I was I was sweeping. <laughs> I, I'm going with um, I'm going with the bees in seven. Uh, I, I just think you know the bees have the the veteran experience and you know more of a leadership type team. But 
I think they're a little stronger in net where I feel like Carolina's had a lot of issues goaltending wise for injuries. Um, granted, they are still a very dangerous team to to play, but overall, I think if the Bruins stay healthy with Pasta and Lindholm and Swayman and Almark, I think I think the B's in seven. All right, Mister Clean, what do you got? I mean, I, I go I go Bruins at seven as well, uh, just because Frederick Anderson's hurt. He's not going to play probably the first two games. And, um, I mean, they might be starting that kid who played, like, three games this year, uh, Peter Kochikov. I, I believe I'm saying his name right. But um, by, by no means is this going to be an easy series. I think um, I think Carolina, top to bottom, ha- has the better lineup overall. I think the Bruins have, have better – have more elite players. Um I mean, I think the best player, though, in the series overall, I, I think how could you not like Sebastian Ajo? Um, but the thing that the thing, the reason why I picked the Bruins in seven, though, the number one reason is the last game that they play. I know that they got outscored 16 to one in three games, but especially the last game you've got. They didn't have Bergeron. They didn't have Marshan and they didn't have Hampus Lindholm. Those are three huge pieces that you're going to have available to you you're also going to have you know Lindholm didn't play in any of the games and he's going to be able to you know it'll be interesting to see how Cassidy matches up Lindholm he's going to probably play him with McAvoy but in certain situations is he going to maybe play him with Carlo and is he going to have Grizzly play with McAvoy um and it, but at least he has that option you know at least he has options to kind of switch it up and then you know, in the crunch time situations, you know, last five minutes of a game, he he can ride out, you know, like similarly what they did with Char and Seidenberg, you know, have uh, have Lindholm and McAvoy out there together. So I think that's the X factor in this series. Um, I mean, I have a few different factors too, but those that's the main factor to me. All right. And uh, for me, um, looking at it, I think uh, the hometown fan of me hopes that the Bruins wins it in seven. Um, I think the Bruins will lose in five. Um, I think that, you know, everything that we've seen this year, when you've played Carolina, they've completely exploited our team every single time. Um, Aho and Svechnikov are deadly. Um, having D'Angelo back on their point. I mean, they, there was a bunch of these guys. Uh, one of the guys was on spit and chicklets and two of their defensemen are like in the sabermetrics have like, ridiculous off the chart numbers against the best players in the league. Um, you know, I, th- I think when you look at it, the only advantage the Bruins might end up having is if Swayman gets hot, you know, the, with Anderson being hurt, like you had mentioned. So the homer, the homer in me wants seven, uh, you know, we went in in seven, but I, I really think that this could be an embarrassment. I think this could be bad. And I think this could lead to, you know, the whole Patrice Bergeron leaving the Bruins. So um, I, I think it could be, it could be a, a final farewell for the captain. Yikes. Not only was that a anti-home stance, but man, we're breaking the whole curtain down, huh? And yeah, not you know. much left to do than to just uh, jump in the pool head first with no water in it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you don't need water to swim. You just got to fall gracefully. That's all. I mean, for me, it, it comes down to four things in no particular order. 
Number one, how the third line is playing. If the third line is playing like they were, you know, five or seven games ago, uh, you know, that that's huge. How Brandon Carlo is playing, he, he has to play the way he's capable of and find his game and not play like he's played this season, which is which is horrendous. Um, Jake DeBrusque has to keep playing the way he's played the last, you know, 35% of the season. And um, and they need to have they need to have stellar goaltending, whether it ends up being Olmark, which it is to start the series or Swayman. Um, they're going to need elite level goaltending. They're not going to win this series without Swayman or Olmark having like a probably at least a, a nine, four, five, say, percentage or better. It's going to take that kind of effort. Um yeah, and that's no. just my opinion. There's a lot, and that's a lot there. I mean, that's that's four things that really have to come together. Um, in addition to you know the first and second line, obviously they have to keep going. You know, if, if they if they disappear, the first line disappears like they did against St. Louis, it's all over. You know, I feel like they've got better depth than they have in previous years, but I mean, this is uh, this is a, a strong test. I mean, the the Hurricanes are no joke, and they they suffocate you in all three zones. You know, they don't just close gaps in the defensive zone. They they close gaps in the offensive zone on their forecheck. They just take away time and space like no team I've seen uh, this season. No, they're very well, Realistically, the only chance the Bruins have is if Lindholm and McAvoy can shut down their top line, you know. And yeah. I think it's also – I don't know if you guys agree with this, but I think it's a, it's a, an, an utter failure – if we see all Mark playing in any playoff games, I think that that's, you know, what we're thinking long-term with Swayman, you, you went from Tim Thomas to Tuca, Tuca, you know, as much as people bashed him for a long time, carried the torch. I really want to see Swayman be the guy. And I really hope that he's the guy for all the playoff games and they don't have to turn to all Mark. I think if you see that after the year that Swayman had, we can at least take that as a positive as somebody be part of the core moving forward. Uh, I might. Be I heard. Right. I heard. I heard. Almock already got the nod for game one. I was gonna say. Yeah. I, I think I heard that as well. I can't remember oh where I heard it from, but I'm God. pretty sure I heard that already. So Jig, Jigs just changed his prediction. It's gonna be Hurricanes in three games. Uh, actually, <laughs> it's 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 gonna be Hurricanes in two and Jack. Jack Edwards probably is already golfing. So they also had to get his teeth whitened because he has a mouthful of butter. (laughs) (laughs) Savagery on the Cosmo Kings. I I honestly think like one of the key factors that the Bruins need to win this series is they need Brad Marsh on to to get back to the way he can play it from a, you know, a maturity stand wise and not, and, and stay away from the bullshit and stop taking dumb penalties and misconduct penalties and, you know, mouthing off to refs and stuff like that. Like he needs to be the guy that gets under the other team's skin, causes them to take playoffs and then makes it hurt. You know, makes the other team pay for it when it comes to a power play and he's scoring goals. I, I think Brad Marchand is going to be one of the top three, you know, trifectors of this series to win, the, to, to make it to round two. I mean, I'm not worried about, I agree with you hundred percent Clance, 
I'm not worried about Marshan overall because I still think when I watch him play, he's doing all the other things. You know, he just hasn't had puck luck, but he he's still, you know, he, he's still in position to make plays. He's still playing, you know, he's still back checking. He's still, you know, causing turnovers. He's still setting up players. So, um, but I do think he's definitely a huge X factor. And, and I think it, it's very simplistic for me to say, but he can't do anything stupid and get suspended. Like they, they there's a very fine line for the Bruins in this series to win this series. It, it, they need, you know, they're the underdog for a reason. They need a lot of things to kind of go into place. Like I had said, and, and we've all said, um, you know, starting to like, they got to at least get a split in Carolina. Cause I, I think it's, if it's two, nothing going back to Boston, you know, forget about it. Yeah. I, I think it's over. I mean, I, I you know, overall, because, Carolina is just too good of a too good of a squad, and and I think they need to, um, especially with this backup goalie playing. You know, you gotta you gotta test him early, and um, you gotta try and rattle him. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a very interesting series. And and while you know, Clance, you were saying about the Carolina D, how they have you know they're really good. Um, you know, when you look at their metrics. I mean, they just play so well as a unit. Like, if you look at them individually, like you'd say, oh, you know, they lost Falk, they lost Hamilton. How good are they? As a unit, they're pretty freaking good. Like, you know, between Slavin and Ethan Bear and, and Shea and um, Tony D'Angelo, who's been a huge find for them. I know he um, I know he kind of um, embarrassed himself in the New York Rangers, but in a show me year, he's a plus 30 with 10 goals and 51 points. Like, I mean, he's a game that, changer for them. That kid is going to get paid in the off season. Cause oh, yeah. he, you have not heard of any bullshit in Carolina that he had in New York. I, you I, know, I also was... no, I agree. I was going to say Brenda Moore is probably threatened to kill him though. You see, Brindamore looks like he could still play. Brindamore fucking rips off his shirt, comes storming in the locker room the day D'Angelo comes in. He's like, don't you fuck around with my team! He, and just, just like, scares the shit out of him. He's like the Principal McVicker in Beavis and Butthead. He like has an aneurysm screaming at him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you bastards are going to put me in an early grave. He's like oh, he's like McVicker, but he's got the body of the ultimate warrior. <laughs> Meryl, I'm dead. I'm it, dead. It, it's true. I mean, the, the fucking guy is so shredded. You know, if you listen to Spin Chicklets on guys that, from Carolina, they've had on there, and it, they'd say how he still works out like as if he was playing still. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I heard on a Morning Brew, too, they were saying that he actually – he really identifies with the players. Um, he actually does, like, the whole conditioning, like, testing – to kind of be put himself in, in their shoes. And I, I think like, th that's like such an amazing, like you, you, you never, you would never hear something like that, but you, you think like as a player, like, th like this guy is, is totally in it for me as far as like, he understands what I'm going through. I can relate to him. And um, you know, I, I think that's part of the reason why these guys want to run through a wall for him. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. So overall, hometown fans say B's got this. However, games they need, 
and uh, hopefully Carolina trips on whatever uh, roadblocks and uh, potholes they can hit. Hopefully, Chiggs is wrong. If Chiggs is right, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be here in less than a week Ugh. talking about what the hell happened. That'll be enough he's, out of you, sir. He's wrong. <laughs> on that note, folks, we are coming up to the end of this episode here. So, boys. Final predictions for the NHL playoffs in general. Who's taking the cup run? We're calling it right now. Overall, out of all these teams, who's Stanley Cup final champion 2022? Um, obviously, being a, a diehard Bruins fan, I would love to see the Bruins take home the cup. But realistically, I'm going to go with a Florida-Colorado cup finals and I'm taking Florida in seven. Woo! That would be an amazing cup final. That would be incredible. Merrill, what do you think? Um, I mean, in my bracket challenge, I have the Bruins going to the Stanley Cup and losing to the Car- uh, the uh, Carolina, the Colorado Avalanche. Um, I mean, these playoffs, though, overall, they're going to be such a they're just going to be such a a war, a slugfest that. You know, you're going to see series like that are going to that are going to be decided in overtime game seven. I think there will be an overtime game seven, you know, along the way that's decided by one goal. And you just look at all the teams, especially in the Eastern Conference, like you're going to have a team like, you know, whether, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, New York or, or the Bruins or Carolina going home after round one. Like you're going to see a really, really, you know, four really good teams go home. And, um, you know, I don't think it's, it's never happened in the NHL where you've had four teams or you had all eight teams, I should say in the conference over a hundred points. So, um, you know, there's going to be some, some fans and organizations and organizations that are going to be disappointed. And, um, you know, I, I just hope that, um, you know, I hope the Bruins can make a run and, um, they've got a fine line and they've got a lot that needs to break right for them, but I think they can do it. So I think we, you know, we already discussed that, but I think they can make a run. I don't know if they can win the cup, but I think they can go on a run. Same thing, brother. I'm saying Bruins take it, but who knows? That's just the uh, homered fan of me. I like Florida. I do love a good story. So I'll, I'll just say that I don't care who Florida plays, but I do think the Panthers are uh, eventually going to find their way to Lord Stanley's final round. Gentlemen, that will do it for this episode of Causeway Kings. Thank you very much for joining us here on a Sunday night. That's a spicy meatball at a 9.52 right now. And uh, on behalf of Chiggs and Beacon, they had to drop out a little bit early, but that's okay. Always appreciate them. Shout out to BJ. He's uh, down on the IR right now, but we're always thinking about you, buddy. And we know you're going to be back as soon as possible, hopefully in time for the playoffs. But in the meantime, thank you boys very much. Always appreciate you here on Causeway Street. And to our listeners, thank you very much for listening to us here on the WMEX Sports Podcast Network. Check us out at WMEXBoston.com and stay in the know. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to us at CausewayKings33 at gmail.com. All right, boys, thank you very much. And folks, we will catch you next time.